Thank you for calling Pizza Hut. How can I help you? So that's one cheeseburger stuffed crust, large pizza, and a box of diet Sprite french fries to go. You like what you hear? Check us out on our website, ifnzpodcast.com. As well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ifnzpodcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. It really helps us out. And as always, enjoy the show again. I, I don't know. When it's a night. Welcome to <laughs> one, a two, a three, a one and two and three and a welcome to episode I have been done. I messed it up. I want to do something like a one, a two, a three, a four, and welcome to IFNZ podcast episode 94, the show that goes on forever. <laughs> That'll just that'll be what we're known for. It's just when there's nothing else in the world, we're gonna be known for a show that goes on forever. When mm-hmm. somebody's like, I need two hours to fill my day, we'll be like, Well, we got an, we got something for you, man. We got something just for you. Um, until we hit a hundred and then we're done forever. <laughs> then we're just gonna call it quits. Yep. Uh, but that's what the best do, right? I mean, they that's what they do. Uh, I at least want people to believe that. So that way, whenever they're like, maybe they're really serious about that. Are they really gone? Yeah. Um, yeah. And before that, though, I, I really need to ask you and our our, our watchers, our, our listeners, um, about uh, something that I'd, it's a sensitive subject. Um, I've, I've it been, is not normal to have blood in your stool. <laughs> no, no, that's scary. Uh, I, I'm, I've been going bald uh, for a while, like a thinning and whatnot. And uh, we mention it every once in a while. It's not something I'm obsessed with, but I used to have long, luscious hair, and I enjoyed it very much. Um, and now I don't. Uh, but I, I like to wear my hat backwards, and I have these like two sprigs of hair up in front of the band. Like it's two sprigs of hair, a band, and then a patch of hair, and then the hat. You know how when you wear your hat backwards. Are you wearing it like to where, like it's further back than it needs to be? Um, I don't know. I mean, it kind of looks like it's further back than it needs to be to begin with. Are you are you criticizing? Look, but look how dumb that looks. Yeah, but uh, also you're wearing headphones and it's crinkled up at the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to kick it back a little bit. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a kick it backer. Um, sure. But uh, what I want to know from, from the audience, what to poll the audience on, is uh, those couple of sprigs of hair that are sticking out, Can do you pluck them? Is that something you'd be into? Do you do you, do you you pluck those hairs? You, you spend so long conserving those hairs. Do you really just pluck them out to never see again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get rid of them. Uh, nobody needs that nobody needs that we got a, a heck of a show we got some news we got personals we got trailer talk we got food news we got it all for you today um yeah. and we're, we're happy to bring it to you uh justin what are you gonna start us out with today uh probably food news the same thing we do almost every other week well, let's do it then food news time uh kellogg's jumbo snacks are out now shad have you seen these things <laughs> no i haven't they're, they're giant called- sized versions of your favorite kellogg cereal they're ready for the snacking they put like 12 of these bitches in a little tiny bag <laughs> kind of like the size of a, a fucking snack pack for chips uh they're talking kellogg's classics here 
Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops, Tiger Paws? What you say? <laughs> Frosted Flakes have redesigned into a little Tiger Paw, so that way you're not eating like an oversized cumbersome flake. Pops, etc. These are out now and ready. I'm ex- I'm excited for this. I like eating dry cereal from time to time. Okay. And to have the idea of having like a like a crackered size version of like a big cereal would, is kind of appealing to me. I think that's kind of cool, especially like the tiger paw, like having like a giant sized frosted flake. I don't like the idea of the tiger paw. I I gotta be honest with you. That's the well. Who asked you? <laughs> Fruit Loops. What about I, Fruit Loops? Are you in for that? Uh, I'd be okay with Fruit Loops. I'm looking at the size of these things, mm, and they're huge. They don't look that big, though, do they? They're not really that big. The the uh, the pops do look bigger. I'll give you that. I'll give them that. It's not like you have any skin in the game. I'll give them That's that. <laughs> I'm making so much money right now. <laughs> but uh, I would. Uh, I think Pops would be the one I would reach towards first. I was going to say, I was like, which one out of like a Kellogg cereal do you think that not necessarily the ones that are in this, if there's a Kellogg cereal or just, we'll just say a cereal in general that you would like to see giant eyes that you enjoy eating dry, uh, for like a snacky, uh, um, what is, uh, what's one that you would go with? I got one for you. I am a big fruity pebbles fan. Yeah. Uh, I, as much as I've tried to get away from over the years, like I just, every once in a while, get me a box, I'll have a couple bowls and I'm done. I don't need to eat it all the time. Uh, can you imagine like a like a giant like skin flake? like the size of fucking like the rocks that you have in your driveway? Yeah, like like this size well, fruity pebbles, and they're kind of flat. They're kind of they they yeah. they're. I want like a scoop, like a like a like a like the chip, like the corn chip scoops. I want a scoop yeah. sized uh, fruity pebble. That's what I want. Like a bag of those. That'd be kind of good. <laughs> like you get like a little like a small like glass of milk, and you scoops out the milk. Yeah. Or like cool. uh, like a like a nice like cream cheese like a sweet cream cheese spread that you just yeah. scoop with it. Nice, I like good. that too. Yeah. I would I would also be interested in just a, a like a bowl that's also made of cereal. <laughs> that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like you put the cereal in it and your milk and stuff that you eat, and then over time, you know, you, it's starting to get maybe, soggy you know, a little bit, just a smidge. But then that way, like you're finished eating, you have the cereal milk, which is extra good because it's never not touching cereal. <laughs> yeah. And then after you're done, you just eat the fucking bowl too. I think that's like that should be everything. Like. Your, Everything is edible. Well, yeah. I mean, like a bread bowl is a great invention. Um, yeah. I mean, pizza is essentially that. It's a it's a it's a plate that has toppings on it. Um, you and pizza. And you know how much I love pizza. I mean, like, can you imagine? I mean, a hamburger. The the thing the the bun is the thing that gets the meat into your face. Um, mm-hmm. More of that, less of the other thing. Do you have food news? Um, there's one thing uh, that I know one about. One thing. I don't know why. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter. No matter how hard I try. But keep that in mind when I read this news piece to you. Uh, Chester Bennington knows. (laughs) Uh, These are Sour Patch Kid Chips Ahoy cookies. Mm, I have this in my... My list as well. This is so. This is real. This isn't like. This is real. I, yep. That's what I thought from what it looked like. Uh, They're available this, everywhere. This sounds my, absolutely disgusting. My thing says chips ahoy with sour patch chips and chunks available everywhere. These sound fucking gross. <laughs> that's what my notes say. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's all I know about is sour. Patch. I don't know about cookie like sweet cookie 
that kind of like bready contexture yeah. with, mixed with that. It's like almost to me, not the same, but it's similar to if I was just, just like, hey, a bag of Sour Patch Kids on a bread and make a sandwich and eat it and see what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? There yeah. are people out there that have done that, I'm sure. They're, well, they're like, they're, so, I'm, I'm, well, let's start. I'm not a Sour Patch Kids person. I, I think there's people who like Sour Patch Kids. And Swedish fish and that whole family of how gummies are, and then there's people who like the trolley side of it. Um, they probably cross over, but I don't like it when they do. Uh, I like I like both. You like both. And if you don't both. like Sour Patch Kids, this next one you're gonna hate. Big Sour Patch Kid Go Packs are out now. They're roughly two times the size of a standard kid. Uh, it's like they're it's like they're <laughs> like a on, like a human like child on steroids. <laughs> Like no, like a regular like Sour Patch Kids. Like it's instead of like this big, it's like this big. Oh, okay. It doubled the size and it's a little bit more girthy. There's more to it, and it's a go pack. So it's in like one of those, you know, like whenever you get like a cereal go pack and yeah, they're like coming like those little small cards. It's like that, but it's full of just the big ones. Gotcha. But that would not be your Will Forte. Definitely not my Will Forte. I wouldn't wouldn't be into it. Um, yeah, I just. I don't like that texture of gummy. It just it gets mm-hmm. in your teeth too much. It's not my not my fave. This I am very interested in. I've seen one of them already because it's been out for quite a while, but I've not seen the other. There is now uh, there has been a Starburst pink strawberry uh, flavor mix. So like it's like a almost like like whenever you would take like a packet for like lemonade or oh, pink lemonade for water. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, for water uh-huh. you mix in and it tastes like the pink straw uh, pink strawberry uh, Starburst. Yeah. Uh, they also have now out, which I've seen that one before. They have out now a uh, Jolly Rancher Blue Raspberry one. That sounds oh, really word. good, though. But I, I think that would be uh, that seems like a no brainer for a drink mix. Honestly, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and the other thing that is the last food news, Shed. I, I have a product for you. All right, we're back on cereal. Pitch it to me. The Crunch Cup. What is this? No spoon. Is this no your cereal bowls? bowl? No. Oh, no! This is an invention that exists now. You can buy right oh, okay. now on their right. website. Uh-huh. The Crunch Cup: no spoon, no bowls, just cereal on the go. It's a two-cup system. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sell you on it. Twenty dollars, two-cup system. Uh-huh. It's the outer outer cup that you have. Uh, I'm I'm trying to read my notes so I don't fuck up. <laughs> I don't like uh, this. So you have you have the two cup system. You have you pour your milk into the larger outer cup, uh-huh. and then uh, you screw on the cereal cup and lid. You add the cereal to your inner cup that goes inside of the other with the milk around it on uh-huh. the outside, and then the cereal and milk actually do not meet until uh, your mouth until it's uh, until you actually take your drink. So you actually like open it up. It has like a small uh-huh. spout for the milk to fill up your mouth with that, and then it kind of cuts off, and then the cereal falls out of the top lip. Yeah, and that way you a complete reduction, zero soggy cereal ever, because you will have them separated, and it's like just for you to have your cereal on the go while you're you're trekking outside. Huh? But you like a soggy cereal? No, you don't like a soggy cereal. No, if it gets a little soggy, that's okay. If it's you. completely soggy, I can't stand. You're it. out of it. That's a neat I mean, idea. I'll, I'll, I'll eat the cereal. I'm not a cereal waster. I'm a. <laughs> I find myself to be a cereal aficionado. I gotcha. Um, now, now I've never told anybody that. I'm, I'm telling them this late into the game. It's right exclusive. When we're about to be. We're about to be done with the podcast forever. Just a mere <laughs> six episodes from now, and they are just now learning that I do not like soggy cereal. Um, 
not true. I, I will eat it, but I don't. I don't have you know. I don't have it in my heart to be like I love this. I mean, I I, I see that a, a uh, I see a future of like a a serial show for you in your life. Yeah, I see. I see you heading up. You know, with the the uh, the gravitas and the expertise that you have in the yeah. serial world. I just I just see that in your future okay we'll see if i can make that happen maybe I, maybe i do an episode of it tomorrow for facebook live who knows uh that's all i've got for food news what about some trailers we got trailers we got a trailers the, the world is still turning um and we are getting trailers we're getting trailers like the uh nice little date reveal trailer that we got for the umbrella academy season two Yes, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed getting a, a recreation of the now famous dance sequence mm-hmm. from season one uh, to I think we're alone now, uh, and then uh, of course uh, it's on Netflix July thirty first release date. Yes, no actual footage from season two. I would assume that since now we've got a couple months of a gap, we might actually get an official official like yeah, trailer trailer be, yeah. of it pretty soon. Uh, but I don't know that they would want to give away too much because now I. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of cool to me in the back of my head of everybody just like, hey, we have no idea where they went to. Yeah, I, I like the idea of going into a cold. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. Especially since, uh, you know, for Netflix recently, we, we've we seen them kind of holding their trailers and everything close to the vest on some of the projects like this. So to to have a, a two month lead over two month lead on on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see them keep it a little close. I like the idea of not knowing what's going on and not seeing everything. We know we're going to watch it. I think everybody that liked Umbrella Academy season one is going to be on board for season two. So you don't absolutely you don't have to sell us. We're we're good. Um, yeah. Uh, I saw a trailer for The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods, the Spike Lee joint, also on mm-hmm. Netflix. Also on Netflix, coming out June twelfth. Uh, this is a, a movie about four Vietnam vets mm-hmm. that are returning to Vietnam, I believe, yeah. to try and find the remains of uh, their fallen squad leader. Yeah. And, Played by Chad, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. And uh, they also have a, a small fortune of gold that they're also trying to unearth yeah. that was left in Vietnam somewhere. And it seems like it, this might be a, a silly goose good time. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. I mean, Spike Lee's always done generally good work, and uh, the cast seems really good. Um, I'm interested in seeing uh, four older guys going on a on a little road trip. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some some uh, some emotion to it. It's not just going to be all just like a fun and games necessarily because it seems like they're going to be dealing with facing um, some depression and some post-war PTSD type things um, throughout it. But it definitely looks like I, I love it when they get a group of old men together to kind of do a little storytelling and uh, road tripping. So that, that does look good. Uh, yes, sir. We also got a trailer for King of Staten Island. Uh, I, I think this probably isn't the first trailer. First one I've seen, though. I'm not a Pete Davidson guy. Um, yeah. He doesn't do a lot for me, but this movie looks pretty good. Uh, kind of, he's playing right into kind of that character that he has created of himself, which is kind of the, I live at home with my mom and I'm never going to move out and I'm kind of not doing much with my life uh but he kind of has aspirations to be a tattoo artist um so it looks like kind of a a 
kind of, I guess, coming of age, a late coming of age comedy. Um, yeah. Kind of in the vein of, it seems very Adam Sandler-y. Uh, he seems like Adam Sandler, but with not as many dimensions. Uh, it's kind of what good old Pete I can Davidson see that. is. Uh, but I, I think I'll watch this. I, w- I won't go to theaters to watch it. <laughs> Nobody will. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> but uh, I'd watch it from home. I think this is going to be a movie that's going to release at home, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, but mm-hmm. might be something to check out. Uh, what about news news? Man, there's so much news. We got all kinds of shows that are getting announced. We got shows they're working on, shows they're thinking about working on, even shows they're canceling. Um, let's talk about a couple of shows that have been announced for Disney+. Plus. Um, no. No, we're not. What if you just no, shut I me down? No, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> You're like, no, and I'm like, all right, I say on. no, and then I immediately start talking about something else. <laughs> um... We got uh, Muppets Now, the new uh, Disney uh, mm-hmm. Muppet show that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. They have actually said it's going to be premiering this summer. Uh, it's mm-hmm. something that we've been waiting for. They had at one point narrowed, had said sometime in 2020 this will be released, and now it'll be yeah. summertime um, around probably the, I would guess, July realm is what we're this looking at. This is the one that's like the shorts, basically. Kind yeah, of, right? it's more short form, more quibby, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. in in the way that it's being uh, presented, a little, episod- a little episodically, yeah. Um, which it's kind of working. Have you watched any of the Fraggle Rock Rock on on the Apple? TV? I have not got to yet. I watched the first episode. It was neat. Uh, I mean, they did it all like they're real. They're green screen backgrounds, which is kind mm-hmm. of the only thing that get you have to kind of get used to because Fraggle Rock was all you know elaborate yeah. sets and things Set like pieces that. and everything yeah. yeah um but the puppets are real it's real puppets and uh the one i watched wasn't bad it was even shorter than like a quip like a 10 minute uh thing on that i think they were only like maybe four or five minutes uh but yeah i think they could totally pull off a muppet show that way um if it if that's what it takes to get them into a muppet show i'm good with it uh and then they also announced that they're in the works on a national treasure tv series um to follow kind of the the national treasure movies uh they'd already uh discussed that they were down to return for a national treasure three um and nicholas cage with nicholas cage um so it's yet to be uh said whether or not the tv show would replace or be an addition to whoa national treasure three nicholas cage nick lachey they're very similar can I tell you something? I've never seen a uh, National Treasure movie. Are they good? Um, I enjoy it. I think it's a it's a don't be uh, don't set your standards too high. It's like any Nick uh, Cage movie. I never do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I enjoy them. I think they're uh, they're nice little like treasure hunt essentially. Uh, it's very Bruckheimer in it. Like it kind of reminds me of like yeah. the first couple Pirates of the Caribbean. Like we're going to go on an adventure and we're going to find something and we're going to run into some things that get in the way uh, on on an, in the middle of it all. But yeah, does this character have a fun name? What character? Oh, Benjamin Gates. Yeah, Benjamin Gates. Uh, that's his Gates is yeah Benjamin Franklin Gates the third. Uh, would be Nicholas Cage's because he's like he's related to both Benjamin Franklin and and Bill Gates. <laughs> he's not related to Benjamin Franklin. He's named after him. Gosh, get it right. 
Dude, I've never seen it. I don't know. <laughs> what other show are you talking about that you want to you wanted to uh, hype that's new? Oh, uh, those were two. I just did it. Uh, but if we want while we're talking about Disney Plus, uh, let's do it. The Hamilton original Broadway production is also going to be coming to Disney Plus this summer. Yes, um, I've never now, seen it. It's like 15, 15 months ahead of schedule because this was initially meant for a twenty twenty one release. Was it really? Yes, and uh, it's been finished, but they were, like, I guess just doing editing and shit like that. But they've got everything finalized now, and they're just going to go ahead and release it to Disney Plus in July. Okay. So, I see, I thought that they were... I thought they were doing a movie movie. Yeah, that's what this is. No, this is just the Broadway production. I thought this was the movie movie, though. Um, it says it's the original Broadway cast uh, performed the award. The original Broadway cast performing it, but it's like oh, in a movie format. Oh, so it's like, it, okay, so it's, it's... It is the musical, but set up as a movie. Oh, okay. This version... But it is like, it's everybody like Lin-Manuel Miranda and all of them are all back, so it's the original cast. Gotcha. Okay, so it's not... I gotcha. I'm following you. I, I misunderstood it, and my, my thought was that this was just a a single shot like if you like you recorded your high school play that you were in kind of a thing kind of version of it but this is actually like a full-on movie production of the the it's probably just no special effects or limited special effects kind of a mm-hmm. thing it's just like what they would have done um, it on stage what about a certain tv series that has been rumored to be coming to disney plus about a certain video game franchise that is beloved by at least two cast members on the hit podcast, <laughs> IFNZ Podcast. Uh, I think they've already uh, uh, knocked this one down. Uh, have they? Yeah, but I, I, did, I have it. I want to talk about this because there's still that what if factor. What if there is a Kingdom Hearts TV show? Like, what would that look like? How would they pull that off? Like, would they do it all live action? Would they do like a mixed media, which I thought would be awesome to do like each mm-hmm. world would be like, some of it would be animation. Some of it would be like stop motion. Like if we went to nightmare before Christmas, like it that would be stop a stop motion. motion. That like mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Some of it was like 2d animation yep. and all of it in the same vein though. Like some like CGI 3d models yeah. and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, that but then when the really like, interesting, like Traverse town and everything that's on destiny islands would all be like live action humans. And then they would just like swap out and in, in in and out of the medium. There is no way in hell they're doing it that way. If they were to ever do that, but no, I would assume it would just stick with the same like kind of CGI, like three D format. Do you think they would do it animated? It. You would you would say it would have to be animated. You wouldn't do a live action like a no, not at all. I don't think they would go for live action. See, in my brain, it was like. Um, like once upon a time, like the that mm. TV show on ABC, like they would swing it that way, where it was, or Hercules, no. or like because he's got. A sword. I could see I could see him doing it like the same animation style that you would get from like the uh, the 3D animation shows that are on like Disney now, uh-huh. like the Monsters show and stuff like that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I could I could see it going that way. But speaking of, since it was what if. Uh, speaking of what if, what about David Arquette coming back to the Scream franchise? He's confirmed. He is confirmed. Yeah. He confirmed That's really himself. That's good news. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited to, yes, yes. to see all of these people slowly but surely kind of leaking back into things. Yeah, there's not many of them left. Most of them are dead. And not like in real mm-hmm. life, but in... <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ghostface, he's the, you know, you know how he rolls. 
He's a ghost. He's a he's a ghost a face. face. And uh, they talked about talked maybe about a beer, maybe being uh, potentially paranormal. Uh, oh, the th- the new one. Yeah, um, which I don't huh. like that idea. But I'd heard that that was a rumor that it could be potentially a paranormal uh, killer this time. Speaking of paranormal. <laughs> This isn't in my news, but that reminded me. I heard that they actually have a, a paranormal uh, activity eight lined up. Oh, uh, probably that like would make sense. One in the franchise. Yeah, uh, it's been a bit since they've actually done one. I feel yeah. like though. Yeah, like I feel like that what was the last one. The one with the uh, the Hispanic people was that the last one that they uh, made? I don't think so. I think like there the was one more ones or something like that. Marked ones. Is that's that what, what it was called. Marked ones. Yeah. yeah. I think there was one more after that, uh, but I don't okay. remember. I think marked ones must have been the last one that I saw at least then, because I don't remember another one past that. Let's but, have a look. See, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm looking them up. We're gonna, we're gonna get. While it. you're looking that up, I'll let them know uh, some of the stuff that happened, uh, games that were announced and showcased from that Microsoft Inside Xbox event uh, that happened May seventh. Uh, so we do have a major confirmation that there is a big pref- press conference that will be happening in July instead of June. Okay. Uh, so our quote-unquote E3 presentation will be happening in July sometime. No official date, uh, but uh, along with the promise that the Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite will both still be launching holiday 2020. Um, and then they showcased a whole line of games, which was all, for the most part, in-game footage. Uh, and stuff that was being ran on an Xbox Series X, so that way people can kind of get a little taste of what to expect from the console. Uh, we've got uh, a new Yakuza spinoff title called Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, a sequel to uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which is Bloodlines 2, uh, The Ascent, uh, Second Extinction, Scorn. Scorn just kind of looks like a weird, violent, gory, demon world game. It's kind of it's weird looking. Uh, Scarlet Nexus, that reminds me kind of like of another uh, Dark Souls anime-esque game that came out uh, this last year. But it's not the same company. It's not like Bandai Namco. It's a whole new thing. I see. Uh, Of course, Madden NFL 21, uh, that has to happen. Uh, Dirt 5, which that was what they led off the conference with. I don't know what it is with Microsoft and their racing titles, but anytime they have a chance to start off a conference with a racing title, I guess it's just because... You don't even see the cars. The first thing you see is like stunning backgrounds and all these different visuals for like the trees and stuff that they've uh-huh. like really detailed animation and stuff into. And then all of a sudden you're just like, well, here comes a car driving through the trees. And then, uh, you know, it's it, that that's that's how they usually always start off the press conference. Like last year's E3, they started it off with the new Forza movie well, or the, the new Forza the game. The thing is, is that racing has, you know, here I'm going somewhere with this. The, they need to set a right, a pace and what's racing known for? A pace car. So the pace car sets the pace for the entire rest of the conference. It's going to go God fast, you. and it's going to it's going to just it's going to really be effective. You're just the smartest person I know. Uh, another uh, game called Chorus, but the U is a V, so it looks like Corvus. That's like uh, what's that? Pier- Privus. Ch- church churches. Churches. Yeah. Church churches. <laughs> Uh, we've got Call of the Sea, Bright Memory Infinite, which I guess Bright Memory is an indie title that was developed and, and has been published and out for a little bit on Steam. It was made all by one guy. Uh, this is basically like a definitive edition of that game, but 
it is such a crazy fucking heavily polished game for just one dude to be making like by nice. himself. Like I'm talking of the caliber. Like it, when you watch the trailer for it, you're like, oh my god, it looks like a whole team like that made like Bioshock or or Mass Effect or or not Mass Effect, uh, Gears of War or something like that. Like could have made, but uh, it's just one dude that made the whole thing, which is nuts. Nice. And then we got the first kind of little bits of uh, story and trailer for uh, the new Assassin's Creed that'll be coming out later this year called uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is their Norse Viking. It's their God of War game. game. Their God of War, um, but you know all Assassin's Creed. Uh, I guess the whole conflict that's supposed to take place in this one is the Vikings fighting against the English. I see. Um, and that initial conflict that happened there, obviously the English won. But uh, we get to take part in that. Ah. Uh, but that was the the biggest sum of things that we got from uh, the Inside Xbox event. Nice. Uh, just to recap on the Paranormal Activity, uh, Ghost Dimension was the last one that was made, and that was in 2015. That was the sixth film in the uh, series. So the untitled seventh film is okay. slated currently for March 19th, 2021. Uh, no title for it yet. Uh, okay i was miscounting it's all right um so we got some casting news for mandalorian season two which is oh no it's shaping up to be one of the uh it's shaping up to be the the best sequel season oh no uh from what i can tell uh but i I just don't know i just don't know for sure uh dude let's start with you say you say everything and i'm gonna tell you the one note that i wrote after everything was done in my notes. Let's, let's talk about the only, the most important and only important thing about the Mandalorian casting. Okay. Timothy Oliphant has been cast. Oh, God. God. <laughs> I wrote down, t- the Mandalorian gets Boba Fett and Timothy Oliphant, dot, dot, dot. My penis can only hold so much blood. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Timothy Oliphant's in there as a unknown, uncast person. Uh, no name to him yet, as far as I can tell. Um, and then we are, as you had said, Boba Fett has been cast uh, with uh, Tumera Morrison is the name, uh, which is the guy who played Jango Fett in, uh, mm-hmm. in Clone Wars, uh, or Attack of the Clones, sorry. Um, yeah. And was actually in the Door of the Explorer movie, the that I the Door in the Lost City of Gold or whatever. Um, I was he was in it. Yeah, I was watching it the other day, and I was like, "That's Jango Fett." And then they're like, "Jango Fett is ca- or Boba Fett's cast and and uh, Mandalorian." I was like, "Ah, that's that guy." Uh, but yeah, and then we also got Katie Sackoff uh, is has been cast as Bo Katan. Kreis, I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. the last name, uh, who I think that's right. uh, was in the Clone Wars, and actually uh, Katie Sackhoff had voiced uh, her in the Clone Wars as well, so um, that's super cool that we're, we're getting uh, a lot of um, crossover. We're really kind of pulling the, the universe together, uh, and it's not connected by Skywalkers. It's connected by Mandalorians, evidently. Um, Absolutely. All around, all over the place. Um, so that's pretty cool. I heard uh, a rumor that the uh, question mark of could uh, could Bo-Katan Kreis, uh potentially be the uh, the metalsmith uh, in uh, in the first season uh, or whatever you call it. What uh, what was she called? You had a you you knew what she was called at one point in time. The armor. Yeah, the armorer. Uh, 
you gotta you gotta use all of those syllables in there. Arm, arm, arm. Uh, so yeah, this is they're done shooting, right? Mandalorian season two is done shooting. Yeah, it's done. They're like doing special effects and kind of editing and mm-hmm. wrapping up and everything. Like we're getting this for sure in October, um, and they're kind of just giving you little little tastes. Uh, which means I wouldn't be surprised if by next month or maybe July at the latest, we'll probably get a little teaser trailer, if not a full length trailer for season two would be my guess. Yeah, I hope so. Why not? I say, uh, I posted it on, uh, on Facebook, I believe, uh, so people can go check out the video there because it, it really needs to be seen to actually be believed but some of the best graphics that i've seen for video game engine uh was released uh earlier last week we had the first trailer and the first uh in-game footage of what we could kind of expect from uh from the unreal engine 5 oh yeah operating. i watched that. yeah i watched um, the so what we saw was actually uh a real-time demo it was titled lumen in the land of nanite um, and it was running on a PlayStation 5, so we actually know that this is actually what we can expect to see from a PS5. Okay. Um, absolutely breathtaking the work that they can do with uh, with Lumens. That's the whole reason why they named the, the demo that. Everything that was kind of centered around um, the gameplay demo and how they explained things for Unreal Engine 5 was the uh, the lighting work is now titled Lumen in their in their creator, and then uh, how the graphics themselves are built are under the nanites. Um, so nanites are essentially basically these tiny little triangles that take up basically like one pixel, and what that allows them to do is to more quickly come up with and create things like this demo that they showcased in no time flat, basically. So all of the properties, like the intellectual properties that are inside of this engine for like building games and stuff is so intuitive and so easy to manipulate and work that just kind of just like, hey, create what you're gonna create and it's gonna have these super deep realistic textures with a mix between the graphic work and the lighting work. Nice. And uh, it's, it's really crazy. All I can really say is, is to be believed and actually watch it. Go watch that trailer for the Unreal Engine 5 reveal. It's it's well worth your time because they explain it way better than I could ever possibly begin to explain it. But the lighting alone is just something to behold. I, I, I really, really was surprised at how easily manipulatable it was because they showcase it like close to the beginning of the trailer. There's a light that's coming through this cave where the character is standing and you see all these reflections beating off the rocks and stuff. It's really, really beautiful, but they even showcase like basically they take the game into an, like an engineering mode and they're able to drag around the light in the sky. That's like the fixture that's uh coming down through the light. So you can actually see it move in real time. And it's just crazy how intuitive that it is. Like not designing a light to be from one specific direction and then having to animate another light. You can literally just fucking click and toggle it. Like it's a mouse and move your light wherever you need to. And it's crazy that that's a thing that can happen, but it's really, really awesome. Definitely check it out guys. Cool. Um, there was a movie we talked about in trailer talk. Um, I probably a month or two back, um, called John Henry. 
uh, and it mm-hmm. starred uh, Terry Crews, and Ludacris was in it, and it was kind of a reimagining retelling of the John Henry versus the steam engine. Um, it is now available on Netflix. So if awesome. you want to go check it, it is actually currently, as we are talking, number nine on the top ten on Netflix. Uh, so it looks like people are checking this thing out. Um, we thought it, we, I think we both thought it was an, an interesting, uh, little look at a movie. Um, so I'm going to check this out at some point in time, but if anybody else was intrigued by the John Henry trailer, when we talked about it, it is available now. Very cool. Mister, uh, another big game conference, uh, that we, have talked about from time to time on the episodes uh, is Gamescom. Uh, that has officially been canceled as well now, thanks to the Backstreet Boys tour. Dang it. Uh, and we'll uh, now be doing a digital only event, but instead of doing like a ticket cost to watch specific segments and stuff, all completely free to watch. Nice. Uh, no tickets required. Uh, and it will be happening this August now. Typically, that's, I believe, like a July event. So okay. just bumped it back by a month to make it all digital and have everybody be able to like, hey, film all your shit so we can show it. Um, so August 27th through the 30th is the window that uh, Gamescom will be going on. Uh, so tune in. Tune in or tune out. Um, One of the biggest pieces of news that's come across uh, my desk lately uh, is that of the casting news for the Sandman Audible drama that we had been talking about a little bit earlier on. Um, So we finally got uh, news that James McAvoy uh, will be uh, heading this up. This isn't the first Neil Gaiman uh, project that he's kind of been the main character for. Um, he was also the main character in the Neverwhere audio drama that they did years back. Uh, so uh, James will be playing De- uh, Dream in this, our, our main character, our titular character, the Sandman. Um, and then we also got uh, a couple other cast members, Riz Ahmed. Uh, they didn't say who he was going to be playing. Justin Vivian Bond uh, will be Desire. Arthur Darville, Cat Dinnings will be death. I'm super excited about that. I'm a big Cat Dinnings uh, fan. Riz Ahmed, mm-hmm. he's going to be playing the Corinthian. Oh, cool, awesome. Um, and then Taron Edgerton uh, will also be in there. Does it say what he's going to be? Uh, John Constantine. John Constantine, nice. Uh, Will Little Johnny, William Hope, and. I'm looking. Okay. I don't find William okay. Hope. <laughs> I'll, I'll finish reading these off. I do. He's Doctor Destiny. Okay. Uh, Josie Lawrence, not to be consumed, uh, confused with Joey Lawrence. Like whoa. Uh, Josie Lawrence will be Mad Hetty. All right. Uh, Miriam Margola uh, Margoyles is despair. Margoyles is despair. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Samantha Morton. I know that name. I feel like I'm not sure who it is though. Um, I don't know. I don't see her okay. yet. Uh, then Bebe Newworth. Mm-hmm. And She's the Siamese cat. Siamese cat, okay. Andy Circus, Matthew the Raven. Oh, nice. That's going to be a good Matthew. That's awesome. And then uh, Michael Sheen as Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I've got. Did for you say Cat Dennings? Yeah, Cat Dennings is death. Death, yep. okay. I didn't... I didn't remember. Uh, this will be coming out. This is the first part. Uh, it'll be debuting on Audible on July 15th. So set your calendars. And this uh, Audible uh, thing will actually be the first three volumes. It'll be Preludes and Nocturnes, The Doll's House, and Dream Country. Uh, cool. Will be what we're covering there. Uh, I am stoked for this. 
Um, it's a really, really awesome casting. So get your Audible memberships ready because uh, this will be the thing to check out. Uh, we got a tease from Ryan Murphy uh, about the spinoff of the American Horror Story franchise making American Horror Stories. Oh, is that what it's going to be? I, I heard about this, but I didn't know any more about it. It's basically, essentially, we're going to tell one story per hour-long episode. Oh, So nice. it'll be more of the same vein of like a Twilight Zone mm-hmm. or something to that effect where we'll have one hour-long special. We will still have uh, multiple reoccurring characters, Evan Peters, and all of them will be back um, playing different characters as the season even goes on as well, too. Uh, but it's all non-interlaced cool. characters. Like, they don't merge into the same shit. Maybe, I, I don't know, it didn't say. I could imagine them doing, like, one small side character kind of, like, walking by or some yeah. shit. Or, you know what I mean? But they said, like, everything is meant to be, like, all ten episodes from the ne- that season that'll come out for the premiere of it will be each individually a new story. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, kind of take to to go with it. I, I I almost feel like I'll end up liking this format a little more. Yeah, I kind of like the the Black Mirror approach. Absolutely, yeah, because I like the way that uh, Ryan Murphy ap- approaches story. So that'll be cool. Uh, there's yeah. a, a game announcement. Uh, Which one? So big. We've talked about it before. It's kind of on a wish list, and it's it's. Wait, happening. hold on, wait, hold on, wait. Does the soundtrack for this game have Rage Against the Machine in it? I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm baiting you a bit. Uh, okay. <laughs> the Chex Mix game came out. Damn it! <laughs> Are you sure Rage Against the Machine is not in the Chex Mix game? Is it in the Chex Mix game? It's not in the Chex oh. Mix game. Uh, yeah, Chex Quest <laughs> HD did actually release finally. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go get it. You can download it on Steam, and you can play that game. Uh, we uh, we talked about this a while back. Uh, it's just ready. I wanted to let you guys know. It's ready to play. Go play it. Play the game. Uh, another game announcement. <laughs> uh, I guess a couple of bigger game announcements happened. Uh, one is a is a combo pack of sorts, and the other one was completely oh, out of fucking left field. I I know what you're talking about now. I was like, uh, one one that is the combo pack announcement is definitely has Rage Against the Machine in the soundtrack, so you do not have to this worry is exciting. about exciting. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered, and with a release date of September 4th. Yes, we yes, don't have yes. to wait very long at all for no. this, and it looks real good. They've been teasing it. They didn't say ever say what it was, but now they finally lifted the blanket off of yeah. it, and it looks I yeah, was thinking, beautiful. like, I didn't know if it was necessarily going to be a brand new game, and if they was going to remaster it, I was kind of thinking maybe we were just going to get the first one remastered. Yeah. But... I am so stoked that we get one and two. I love both of those games Absolutely. so much. I had them both for Dreamcast. It's so awesome. And they they look pretty. They're very pretty games. They're very pretty to look at. Um, I'm excited to uh, do the California Death Drop and uh, manual all across the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> What's this surprise game that you're telling me about? It's not a surprise. It's a big announcement that happened. <laughs> but it came out of left field you via Nintendo. It was it was it was not the right field, but the left no. field. Dude, Paper Mario, the Origami King trailer launches. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm totally game because it's Paper Mario and I eat that shit up." Absolutely. 
not only does it launch, the left field part of it is that <laughs> it comes out July 17th. Yep. This is the first time we're really hearing about Paper Mario and the first time that we've seen a trailer or anything from it. And then they say, hey, guess what? It comes out in like a month and a half. <laughs> they yeah. just fucking dropped the mic on that shit. It looks so fucking beautiful. I'm excited for the story. Um, we know that it has new gameplay and or not new gameplay, new combat mechanics. So we're not doing the sticker star yeah. stuff kind of like we did before. Um, this one is set up, uh, it's almost like a disc. It almost looks like a dartboard in a way. Mario's in the middle and you have to kind of time out your attacks and line up the enemies across this circle. Huh. Okay. Um, so I don't really know about that part. Um, I know I was never, uh, I know a lot of people were never the huge fan of the sticker star stuff, but it never bothered me. Yeah. I, I always thought it was great. I'm more or less in it for the writing. The, the writing in most of the Paper Mario games has always been, Really funny, really quirky, and really well done as far as the storytelling goes. And this one looks no different. Like uh, the Origami King taking over the kingdom, like getting all of these other characters, including like Princess Peach, as we see at the beginning of the trailer, to fold. Um, and Princess Peach says, uh, "Will you crease yourself like the rest of us have?" And he says, "Like no." And she's just like, "Yes, no. It doesn't matter." And she like drops him down a hole. And it looks like Bowser is like siding with you on this one to try and help you save the kingdom but he's already been partially folded but he's still helping you because he's just like a tiny little square (laughs) like he's folded up into a tiny square like hopping along beside mario (laughs) that's awesome but like baby bowser a bunch of other cool characters that they don't really have too much of or they haven't brought back into uh into paper mario games in a little bit are are kind of all flush and back so i'm excited nintendo switch july 17th uh it, that as soon as the announcement was done, uh, and they showcased that trailer, like thirty minutes later, they had the pre-order up and ready. I've already pre-ordered it. It's already it's already on <laughs> on my Switch, ready to go. So as soon as July seventeenth gets here, you all know what I'm going to be playing. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we got a couple other TV news. Um, unfortunately, The Purge and Treadstone uh, have both been canceled by USA Network. <gasps> No. Um, yeah, Treadstone after just one season, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then The Purge after just two seasons. Um, so the, the I really didn't hear too many people say anything about Treadstone. I know, no, I review wise, I didn't hear anybody say anything like good or bad about it. I mean, it could have been great, but it's just like nobody talked about it for whatever reason. Yeah, I think it was, I'd, I just don't know if USA knows how to market their stuff very well. Uh, I think they do if it's a franchise that people already know or have been familiar with. Like Psych, whenever the, that next movie's coming out, they've already marketed it. They've marketed it fairly well. Yeah, but that's going to be an HBO Max original movie. Like, that's I know, coming but out I mean, for it's them. under their umbrella stuff, too. I mean, it's it's all tied under USA stuff. I'm just saying, like, that's been marketed, and it was a USA property at least. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was though. But, like, they're not putting their marketing dollars behind their current projects. Like... They, weren't they the ones that had uh, the rap battles? Um, like, I think they had a, a rap show where they were they I were know, doing. Maybe I feel like every network had a rap show at some point in time, like within the last three years. It was. Uh, it was. Just, it was like the thing to do. 
Drop the mic, maybe? Is that the one? Okay. That's- I, I've, I know that's, that is one for sure. No, that's on TBS. Sorry. Uh, wrong channel. Uh, another one that I didn't know existed. Uh, USA isn't very good with their... Uh, you know, Mr. Robot was like is like the only big thing that's come out of theirs recently. Yeah. Um, I thought Not the Purge was... Yeah. And I thought the Purge was good, but like they they don't uh on demand isn't very like they don't have good agreements with like hulu and stuff like that uh mm-hmm. you, and so anything they've got it just doesn't really stick around uh they had another queen of the south was a show that looked really cool that was on there uh that one i actually knew about because it was on um like the the marie Manunos uh uh thing that she does before a movie starts on the amc theaters like the little like if you get there mm-hmm. early you can see a preview yeah uh, but they yeah they do just, you do you think that, I mean, yes, I will, I will agree that the USA thing is, is a big chunk of it, but do you think that also part of it is that, that maybe like the born stuff and the born hype has kind of dwindled down now? Like not as many people care about that. Oh as yeah, a property? for sure. Like, I don't even know. I haven't even, I loved, I mean, you know, loved those, yeah. those Jason Bourne movies, but I never saw them born flicks. I never saw, uh, the last, the, the Supreme Jason uh, Bourne. What was the second? What was the one with Jeremy Renner in it? Oh, uh, that was, what was that one? <laughs> I don't know. Cause identity ultimatum and supremacy were the three with. Yeah. But then they brought back born for born. Yeah. That one's just called Jason Bourne, right? Yeah. That um, one's, pretty good let's just say i haven't seen either of those two movies um and i think they just they hit it they didn't hit them all close enough together they took too much time in between them and i think that's a really uh, the a, like born legacy legacy yeah uh yeah. they just I, th- I feel like they needed its timeliness I, th- I agree with it like i think the first three hit it right whenever it needed it like absolutely born identity born supremacy and born ultimatum all came out within a three year, a two to three year window between all of them, and they all hit like out of the park. But once it hit that 2007 to 2012 gap, and then they were like, Hey, Matt Damon's not a part of it anymore, then you kind of like lost it a little bit. Not as many people were hyped about Jeremy Renner stepping into the role, yeah. And then it took him up until 2016 to bring back Matt Damon. Well, and I think that the thing is, is I didn't, I liked the storyline, but I really liked Matt Damon as the as that character like yeah absolutely that was that was kind of the thing and so as soon as you take him out of it as soon as you take matt damon out of that franchise completely you kind of lose it it's like if you try to do a mission impossible movie without tom cruise like it's just not gonna work and then they tried to make a mission impossible tv show about before tom cruise was part of the part of the organization like it's just not gonna really work, and so I think that's where we dealt with with Treadstone probably as well, and maybe Treadstones yeah. is awesome. Who knows? But I probably won't go find out. I know that he's got other stories that were all born centric that have not released yet. Okay, still too. So I'm not sure if because I don't remember if because I've never read any. I've read up to Supremacy, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think about because the the original book, uh, Born Identity, came out and it, it it all follows the movie, uh, follows the book fairly well, like about how like, the story and concept of things mm-hmm. were. That book came out in 1980. Oh, really? It doesn't seem nice. like a property or an idea that somebody would come up with in 1980 and not get popular until like 2002. But yeah. it's it's awesome. But I've read those first three books, but there was also Born Legacy was a thing, mm-hmm. uh, was another book. But there was I think the Born 
Born Sanction, Born Deception, and I think there's one final one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Okay. But there, there's other books in the series. I'm curious if they're going to try to go back and make more kind of following that suit with it or how they're going to do it. That would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> and then AMC has uh, signed on AMC Studios, which would be your AMC TV uh, channel. Has uh, Mine? Yeah, your your AMC channel has uh, signed the deal and is welcoming Anne Rice and the Vampire Chronicles as well as the Lives of the Mayfair Witches, uh, which Ooh. means that the uh, the Vampire Chronicles uh, TV show is going to be an AMC TV show, which I think is a good home for it. Uh, Definitely, that that makes complete sense. Um, it's one of those things where we're we're waning again. Um, Walking Dead. What's the deal with like? Isn't there a a connection uh, in history with zombies versus vampires and Democrats versus Republicans with the seat in the presidential like position? You ever vampires heard about this? And, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't know what I don't know what you mean. I think there's a connection, and maybe I made this up. Uh, I don't feel like I, I did, think you though. made it up. Uh, I feel like somebody else is smarter than me and made it up at one point in time. <laughs> that uh, like. When a Republican is in office, zombies are more popular. And when a Democrat is in office, vampires are more popular. Okay. Um, like the Twilights and the True Bloods all hit while like Obama was in office. Okay. Uh, Walking Dead's the exception to it all because um, it doesn't fit the narrative. So I got to make it the exception because uh, mm-hmm. it was going on while Obama well, was the, the Bush well. administration. So what was from 2000 to 2008? That would have had to have been zombie oriented. Um, what was a zombie thing that was big then? What was uh, what was that love that love movie with the zombies that fell in love? That was not in there. That was <laughs> that was in the that was in the Obama Obama administration. administration. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Go look it up. There's something. It was there. like warm bodies or something. Warm bodies. Yeah, or warm bodies. Like that, that's right? what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Good now, I feel like if we do zombies in 2000 to 2008, that would be, oh, shit. Dawn of the Dead yeah. re- remake yep. would be in there. Uh, 28 days and 28 weeks, I think, yep. maybe. Yep. I would agree with that. Uh, fuck. I can't even think of other zombie movies that would go in there. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead would be in that. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Cracked has an article on six. Good old Cracked. (laughs) Six mind blowing ways that zombies and vampires explain the American. Explain America. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I don't think this has anything to do with what I'm trying to pull. Uh, well, you talk about whatever you want because I have no more news <laughs> and I'm ready for personals. Oh boy, uh, let me throw the last couple of things out at you. Uh, Do it, throw them at me that are are not uh, vampire zombie zombie related. Uh, Tara Reed is in talks to play Carol Baskin in a Carol Baskin <laughs> movie. Um, this in would, a Carol Baskin movie, yeah, Carol Baskin movie. So this would be separate from the Nick Cage Joe Exotic TV show, and also separate from the Kate McKinnon. Uh, Carrie, uh, Carol Baskin TV show, and also separate from the uh, inv- investigation discovery spiritual sequel to the Netflix hits. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> the problem is, is that Kate McKinnon's doing a Carol Baskin show too. Hers was like they they were starting that like in December. They were talking about that like before this all got yeah. big. Uh, she was the first one, first project I had heard of. Uh, but yeah. So there are four projects currently spinning around. The uh, bad news for all of them, 
probably except for the Nick Cage one. Um, I the only ones I see surviving is the Nick Cage Joe Exotic, and probably the Investigation Discovery actual like documentary follow up. Those are the only two that are going to survive this. We're talking about production is going to be. We're in quarantine right now. We're in, we've got a Backstreet Boys tour that's going on that will yeah. will go on for many more months. They're not going to get to start production on these things for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, and there's rumors too from uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci that the Backstreet Boys tour may come back once again in in fall. That yeah, that's absolutely mm-hmm. true. Um, Backstreet Boys to Electric Boogaloo. And it'll be it'll be a wild tour. They're gonna be wore out. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the time these things get made, we're talking about next year, maybe even the following year. Nobody's gonna care about the Tiger King as much as they do right now. So everybody needs to pump the brakes. Let Kate McKinnon uh, be Carol Baskin in the Nick Cage show and put Tara Reid in the background, like. Just they can all play, but let them all play in the same playground. It's too many, too many different playgrounds in the same city. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we also are getting uh, two new Star Wars manga. We got the Luke Skywalker one a couple months back uh, from Yin Press, and now we're going to get a Star Wars Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and a Star Wars Rebel manga. Um, we're going to be seeing them. Let's see. Uh, the covers look pretty cool. It does say cover, not final. Uh, I like a good manga adaptation of things, and sometimes mm-hmm. they tell little new stories. I don't have a release date on these yet, but it does look like the the one for uh, Luke, if I remember right, was uh, a couple months from the time they announced it to the time it got to the States, uh, like a three-month turnaround or so. So maybe by August or so, we might see these. Those look pretty cool. And then nice. uh, final grand finale news. Uh, Screener is partnering with HBO to launch a virtual movie theater with co-watching platform. So essentially you can use the VR theater experience to watch a movie with your friends. Um, I thought it was going to be way cooler, but what it appears is that like they'll just be on the side and you can talk to them and interact with them like in a side chat while the movie's going on as well, like almost like you're looking at a screen. I was hoping that you could look around and like, you could see like you're over sitting in that chair and then like Mandy's over in that chair and like, you could see me eating my popcorn, but I don't know how VR works evidently. So (laughs) it'd be really cool though. If you could pick up utensils or do different things because they have like, the VR uh, controllers for like the Oculus Rift that they yeah. use for for uh, for Steam, and it has the controllers that allow you to like kind of basically use your hand, characters like fingers or hands and stuff. Okay, that would be like really cool if you could like see me over there and I could like reach over and I could grab your character's hand like we're holding hands <laughs> or sneak your popcorn. Yeah, it doesn't look nearly as cool as I had in my head when I was like, oh, they're gonna make like a VR theater experience. Like you can actually just sit and watch movies with your friends, but it looks like you're just going to stare at their faces while you're also staring at the movie screen. And that's not nearly as cool, but still neat that they're working on something. It looks like it's something they're tying into potentially the HBO max, uh, platform, like for a VR experience. Um, that's where the world's going. Uh, but where the world is not going yet is personals. That's where we're going. We're gonna oh, shit. we're gonna talk about what we've been doing. What if you fucking been call doing? Paul Blart, guys? We got a segue over here. <laughs> what are we talking about? Video games. That's usually how we do this. 
Oh, okay. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've been playing the ever-loving shit out of it. I'm on the last chapter. I don't want it to end. Uh, I've been on the last chapter for about a week now. Uh, <laughs> but I've just uh, I've done all of the side quest stuff that I could pretty much do Okay. Uh, for the most part. Um, I think the last chapter and a half has like majority of like your final weapons for this, this, oh. uh, this one. Uh, but it's wrapping up. I'm not sure where, from where this story ends continuity wise, because I know we're going to have at least two more parts, yeah. uh, to the story in general. So I'm not sure if we'll actually fight Sephiroth at the end of this for sure or not. I mean, I, I think it could kind of go either way. We don't necessarily have to fight him because it's not like this is the final iteration of the the game. So, mm-hmm. But it's been really, really awesome. Um, apart from Final Fantasy, uh, I dipped back into Destiny 2. It's getting close to the end of the season on there. Um, getting excited to see what's going to happen story-wise because they're starting to open up a few more story beats. Uh kind of all centered around the war mine Rasputin trying to save humanity. Um, it's, it's really, really getting kind of interesting and I'm excited to see where that's kind of gonna land up. If he's going to, uh, be able to save humanity in the last city or if it will fail. Um, and then lastly, I picked up, uh, and started playing a little bit more of rocket league, nice. which, uh, I haven't played in quite some time. They have a few new modes on there that I've never played. Uh, one of which was a, a hockey mode. You basically, instead of having the giant ball, you have a big puck uh-huh. that has a slightly different physics and stuff. Um, you're gliding around on ice in your vehicle and stuff now. God, um, that game was so frustrating to me. Originally, I can't imagine being on ice, how frustrating that would be. <laughs> Uh, the driving controls and stuff are basically the same. Oh, they are. They're not just, super it's sliding. Just basically, like no, no. It just, it's mostly just a look for a look ex- oh, okay. aesthetic. Gotcha. Um, and then there was another game mode that I think most of these have been in there for a long time, but I just never really played Rocket League overtly too much, gotcha. unless it was like the ranked matches that I would play with like uh, Greg or a couple of other people, because um, you can do like three v threes and four v fours on there. Um, the other one was they have different. Uh, they have a three v three mode that you can do. That is, uh, it, every like ten seconds, you're allowed to get like a weapon for your vehicle that uh, you can either use to fight against other player characters, or it helps you get the ball to you, kind of a thing. Like for example, one of the abilities is like. Uh, it looks like a magnet, so you'll turn it on. Your car basically becomes one big super magnet, so whenever you drive past the ball, the ball wants to attract to your car. So you can almost basically just drive your car into the goal. Um, another one is like a big boxing glove on like a spring, so it like goes out, and you can punch the ball. Uh, they have a grappling hook one, so you can like grapple hook onto another car that might be ahead of you, hitting the ball and like pull them back. Nice. So it's a it's a fun little uh, little game type that adds in some uh, some new different dynamics to the game that I've never uh, never played, uh, but uh, it's it's pretty fun. I was enjoying it quite a bit. What about you? Cool. Uh, what games have you been playing? I've been playing a handful of games actually. Nice. Uh, I I played. Uh, what's uh, what's that thing? I got GameFly. Uh, okay. They gave me like a month of it, so I was like, "I'll I'll try that out and play mm-hmm. some games." Um, before that, though, I was playing Dark Crystal uh, Age of Resistance Tactics because uh, you told me to, um, and so I did. Uh, it's a tactics game, 
based around Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, it's probably you know one of the things that is okay about a you know I think movie games get a a, a bad rap typically, uh, and it's kind of because you're just going through the motions of the thing you already just saw, um, mm-hmm. and so a Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics is just going through the motions of the game or of the TV show, but in a tactical mode. Um, it's, I'm not, uh, overly familiar with tactics games. Uh, this being one of maybe two or three that I've actually played. Um, but it's not, it's not horrible. Um, I don't, I don't hate it. I'll keep playing it. I'll keep finishing it. I, I got through like the first two or three, uh, levels of it and played it just fine. Um, and then I've been playing the uh, the Pokemon trading card game. I downloaded it on my tablet, um, and the like the the thing you can play it on your PC and whatnot. Just uh-huh. just for for kicks and giggles, uh, uh, it's fun. I don't know if you have played it recently or if you've played it ever. No. Um, but it, I mean, I, the only closest thing that I've played to it was actually playing Pokemon trading card game like in real yeah. life, and then they. Like in like 2000 or 2001, maybe they had the Game Boy Color yeah. game. So this is that they just they just moved it over into a a mobile version of it. But if you miss playing a Pokemon card game, it's there. Like, and you don't even have to try to find people to play with you. You can just play on the internet. It's pretty cool. Um, and then I played Evo Land. Uh, the mm. by, per your recommendation. Um, I've been, that's probably the game I put the most time into, uh, yeah. cause it's real fun. And I, I, I definitely enjoy it. You move through the, the phases a lot quicker than I thought you would, mm-hmm. uh, on it, but it was like on sale for like three bucks on switch. So I grabbed it up, uh, whenever it was there and, uh, that one's been super enjoyable. I thought, I thought about actually, it was weird because I saw that, uh, whenever I was downloading, uh, the pre-order for, uh, paper Mario, uh-huh. I saw it listed on there and it wasn't on sale and it's like 15 bucks. And I was like, I don't think I want to get, it was one and two, I think bundled together. Oh, okay. uh, and yeah. I didn't want to pay 15 bucks for it. Cause I already have two on mobile, I oh. think still. Uh, but yeah, if it comes up on sale again, for sure, I'll, I'll, I'll snag it. Those games are both really, really good. Yeah. I'm excited to get through it and then I'll, I'll pick up the second one probably after I'm, I'm, I'm diehard on it. I like it. Um, but then when I had my Gamefly subscription, my first game I got on there was super smash brothers ultimate. And, uh, is that what it's called? Ultimate? Yeah. The one on switch. Yeah. Um, it's good. I wasn't, I wasn't, Mm -hmm. it took me a while to warm up to it. I'm I'm not a big punchy, punchy, fighty, fighty kind of game, uh, thing, but it's, it's a good, just kind of like having fun, uh, game to it. I haven't played the, I've just been fighting battles on it. Um, haven't done. Did you play the else. like the the storyline thing? No, the, what I haven't is it called? done that something yet. Light, World of Light, or Guiding Light, or something. Yeah, I haven't done that I don't know yet. What it's called. Just done a lot of just like random battles. Um, That's really cool and unique because it like basically it purge whatever the creature is. Uh, it purges off every character oh, okay. and it throws you into the map, and you basically are forced to start off as Kirby. Mm. And you gradually go through the map, and as you're you're going and fighting all these different unique battles, you'll pick up new fighters and you can actually use that as a way to unlock uh fighters in just the base game oh nice okay i uh yeah i i thought i definitely took me some warming up but really i've just been using the random on it i just hit that random and i get a random uh place to play and i get a random character and i just find my way through it i'm digging it Mm -hmm. uh good stuff and then i also got the sinking city 
Um, I got that. The uh, kind of uh, what's that called? The Lovecraftian kind of uh, mm-hmm. monster game. That's weird. It's a weird detective game. Uh, I'm not familiar with like detective games where you have to like put the clues together and solve a crime and use your special powers for it. There's a lot of people with like fish heads and uh, a lot of weird looking people. Um, but it was okay. I think if, if you like, if you enjoy a detective like game and you like weird kind of stuff, it would definitely be up someone's think, alley. I think the sinking city is the same people that, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They, uh, they have been, uh, it's the same development team that makes, uh, pretty much every Sherlock Holmes game. Oh, okay. That makes that sense. Come out. Um, the only one I, I played two of them. Um, because they were both on uh, Xbox One to play, which mm-hmm. was Sherlock Holmes' Crime and Punishment and Sherlock Holmes' The Devil's Daughter. I see. And they were both, uh, they were both, I think, Games with Gold or something at one point in time a few years back. Uh, but they're both on PS4. I recommend them. It's a good, fun... It, it's, it plays probably pretty similarly to what you've been playing. Yeah. That's just basically their way of kind of designing a game that's not based... You know, not just Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, my next one up is uh, Death Stranding. That's the next one that's coming in from them. So nice. I'll try that. Try that thing out. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you like walking. <laughs> I like walking Phoenix. Uh, he is not in the game. You no know how racist. you know how quickly I get a I give a game like thirty minutes, and if I'm not excited about it, I'm over it. I don't think you'll be. I don't think you'll be excited about this one. Then it's like uh, it, it's less than the time it takes to load the actual game anymore. It is. It is very, very uh, a very beautiful game, and the story is really cool and very interesting. But at the same time, for me, for you, I don't think it's going to necessarily be your cup of tea. I'm glad you're trying it, though. I mean, and that's yeah. that definitely kudos to you for actually like willingly trying it. That's what I like about that that GameFly thing. I'm I'm putting I'm trying games that I wouldn't normally get because I don't want to like you don't really get demos for a lot of those games. Like you, it's like you either just you get it or and you maybe wasted sixty bucks or you don't. Um, so I like the idea of being able to get something and try it out. And I'm a pretty yeah, quick like tryer. I had it, I had it for uh, for probably a good year or so, yeah. probably like f- four, three or four years ago. Yeah. And used it quite a bit, but uh, I just I don't know why I tapered off from using it. It's a little expensive for my taste. It can be. I I I wanted to do two discs at one point in time because it would be that way I could get a little bit more flavor from multiple different things. Yeah, but it was just so expensive to do so. Yeah. It's like I think what like fifteen bucks for I think it's fifteen one, for one, uh, one disc, twenty five for two. I think something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about movies, TV? What you been up to on that realm? Uh, TV wise, we have been, uh, still diving into Gotham. We are finishing up season three now. Um, and we've made that kind of the primary show that we're watching. So we're kind of slowly trucking through it. Um, I really enjoy season three quite a bit so far. I think this is the rise of villains. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. So I think that's what they call it. So we got to meet, uh, uh, Mad Hatter. Uh, you get to see, uh, Lieutenant Barnes's. uh, deterioration into uh Solomon i think he becomes Krenny. the executioner oh yeah yeah i was trying to think of who was who i don't remember who barnes yeah. was barnes was the is the old captain and michael chiklis played him 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, yeah. executioner. Yep. Yeah, I think he becomes the executioner, and then uh, Grundy, I think, is that's Butch. Yeah, that's Butch. Yeah, I was getting yeah. him confused. He's not. He's not done any of. He's not become Solomon Grundy yet, so I don't really know. Okay. Uh, he's not really been around in these past several episodes. It's, it's gonna happen of, like, the soon, big, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but the storyline's been really good. I like. Uh, I really like the quirkiness of now teenage or older. Poison Ivy. I don't know what age she really is now. <laughs> yeah. From from rapid growth through water. Yeah. Uh, that's really kind of cool. I, I'm 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 really digging it. It's it's uh, just just more of the same. It's it's once we started it back up and we started watching it like a couple weeks ago. Mandy looked over at me and she was just like, "It's like hanging out with old friends." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Uh, we've watched uh, we watched uh, the first few episodes of Prop Culture. Have yeah. you got to check out any of that? I watched the first episode yesterday, actually. The that's the Mary Poppins one, yep, right? Yeah, that's the Mary Poppins that was first. One. Yeah, they were really really cool. It was really interesting. I liked it a lot. I think we watched Pat up to uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, that one was particularly interesting, obviously, because I mean I've always loved that movie growing up, anyways. But it was really neat and uh, getting to see. Uh, not only like you get to the has interviews with Danny Elfman and he's there talking to him. You get to see one of Danny Elfman's uh, figurines that he has from the set. Uh, you get to go see, uh, I can't think of his name. Chris, Chris something. Is it Chris Randon? Something like that. It's uh, the guy that actually voiced Jack's speaking voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he played the Prince uh, Pumperdink or whatever his name is in uh, Princess Bride. Is that oh, his name? I have no idea. You're anyway, he was also in Fright Night as well. <laughs> uh, that guy, he's uh, he he was on there too. Uh, quite a few people. I think the one piece that they showed that uh, <coughs> was the most interesting to me was uh, the guy that helped develop uh, the puppet for Jack Skellington, like the original Jack Skellington puppet uh-huh. um, that was developed for uh, with with Tim Burton. This was back in 1982. Oh, wow. Jeez. And he still has it, and it's in, like, good condition, and it's in such good condition because actually most of it, like, on the underside is nothing but wire because it's so thin anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's held up so well over time that he showcases, like, this was, like, the original concept for for Jack and uh, why I modeled him off of Tim's drawings from back in the 80s because they were... They were supposed to have, I guess, funding and shit like that for to for that movie back in the '80s, potentially to start developing it. But it just never ended up coming to fruition. And then Tim got on to a bunch of other projects that would, you know, lead way in, up to that eventually. But uh, it was really cool because it was like the oldest piece of of history from the entire thing. Uh, you got to see some set pieces from, from the Hills and stuff too, and see how the Hills actually like intricately work because they actually have a, like uh, the Hill that unwinds completely that he walks down on actually does unwind. It's got like this pneumatic system in the backside of it that actually makes it unravel and stuff. And similar to some of the, the mechanics that are inside of the puppets as well too, to kind of help them move and swivel in place. Oh, cool. Um, It was really interesting though. That was probably, like I said, my favorite episode of what we watched. Nice. Um, uh, We also started uh, fuck this uh, delicious after it's been, Probably a little over a year, uh, Vice TV and Action Bronson had kind of a big falling out, like a big feud. Oh, I see. Uh, Fucks That, Fucks that Delicious Season 4 has been finished for 
and, and ready for TV for over, I think, seven or eight months. Oh, wow. And uh, <clears throat> they were holding off on, on showing it because Vice has all the rights to it. And because of everything that had happened with some of the higher-ups from Vice and Action, they held off on, on putting it on TV. They stopped running reruns of the show. They stopped everything from wow. it. They just kind of dropped them immediately. But I guess they kind of got to the point where over the past uh, several weeks, they've uh, kind of, you know, uh, mended fences, if you will. And uh, the season four is out now. They put out uh, a couple weeks ago the first episode on YouTube a night before it would air on Vice. Um, so we actually watched that first episode on YouTube that way. Um, it's really good. It's more of the same. You can tell that. Uh, the like look wise and, and budget wise, it still looks uh, it's still the same, but uh, they don't have I think the funding to send them like overseas to go to like Italy and different oh, places like that to try out different foods or go to vineyards and different shit like that. It's all kind of centralized around New York and Brooklyn and all and Manhattan and Harlem and all of the episodes that they're doing is all kind of just basically at their home they're just like hey this whole season is just going to be kind of like this is u.s foods this is this is new york this is my home's foods uh these are all people that i personally know kind of a thing so that's the kind of season we're getting which is actually really more personable too because like every person that action sees they like actually hug and stuff like that and like he gives them like the people give them big bottles of wine because they're actually like been friends for a long time which I know I've explained it before too, but it's really always kind of cool to me because as goofy as Action Bronson and his crew are in general anyways, it's really interesting because he knows the ins and outs of the food industry because he, prior to being a hip-hop artist as big as he is now, was uh, he's a trained culinary chef. Mm-hmm. Um, and he worked in a restaurant setting for several years until he just kind of quit and decided that he wanted to pursue music instead. Uh, but he still retains all that information. So, like, when he starts spouting out shit about food and helping him make food and stuff like that back behind the kitchen, you're just kind of like, wow, this dude is fucking nuts. He knows how to do all this shit. But uh, that's that's mostly what we've been watching. What cool. about you? Um, a lot. A lot of things. Um, have you heard of the Freak Brothers? The Freak Brothers. Freak Brothers. Uh, I don't know. No? Um, this is... It's a, a new show. I guess it's going to be coming out. It says fall of 2020. Uh, but it is uh, an animated adult uh, cartoon t- type thing. Uh, they've got the first, like, a mini episode on uh, YouTube right now. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Pete Davidson, John Goodman, and Tiffany Haddish are uh, your main cast of voice characters. Tiffany Haddish plays, like, a little orange cat. Um, and then the other three are like three, like hillbilly kind of, uh, I've seen an article about this. They said it's supposed to be like a really raunchy cartoon. It's based on a comic book series. Yeah. It's based on a comic book of, uh, a way longer name, but freak brothers is still in the name of fabulous furry freak brothers. Yeah. That's the one. Um, I, I watched this. It's like a three minute video as the mini episode. Uh, it's really good. It's probably we talked about an adult animation, uh, not too long ago and my feelings towards it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's good. This is, uh, this is one that for everything that doesn't catch my fancy, this one catches my fancy. Um, I, I like the, the, uh, characters and everything. Tiffany Haddish is super funny in it. Um, I like Woody Harrelson's, uh, is he's not really even doing much of a voice. 
Uh, Pete Davidson is doing a voice, which tells me maybe he has more depth than I think he does. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I don't mean to hate on him. Uh, and then John Goodman, uh, from what he's doing in this episode, this little mini episode, he just like has one line. It's just like he talks like this a lot. Um, but it's awesome because <laughs> it's John Goodman and he's got like a one liner in, in like the entire show. But he's a main character. Uh, they go on an adventure uh, They realize that KFC uh, has changed the recipe. They find out that Donald Trump has stolen the original recipe. And so they go have a meeting with Donald Trump to steal the original recipe chicken. Um, and that's about that's the just of the episode. Uh, but it's real good. I like it. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. You like it? I like, you like it. Um, uh, a couple other shows that I've watched recently. Uh, I finished watching season one of Harley Quinn on the DC Universe. Uh, nice. It's good. Uh, if you've seen like a, a, a two minute trailer of it, you've seen the entire season. But that's not a bad thing. Uh, I finally finished watching the Swamp Thing season one, just in time for it to be announced that it's going to be on the CW. I think in the fall. Um, so there. How was that? It's it's uh, slow, a little slow. Yeah, a little slow, but it's good. I, I I would imagine Swamp Thing as a person would be really slow. <laughs> I think so. I, I would agree with you. Uh, and then I finished watching. We had the season finale of American Idol. Ooh, I was waiting. Won? I was waiting for your noise because you normally do it when I say American Idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, there we go. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, a singer named Just Sam uh, won. She was the the winner of it all. Uh, she's like a was like a subway singer before uh, she got into American Idol. Like eat fresh? No, like down in the <laughs> like down in the subways. Yeah. Uh, so she won. Um, I, I had a feeling that she might win. Uh, Runner-up was Arthur Gunn, uh, who was a, a Nepalese uh, immigrant uh, from like Kansas, uh, and he's really good. Uh, what is just Sam's neck tattoo? I can't tell what it is. Uh, it's like a face, like with the hands over their eyes, with the eyes coming yeah, through the so fingers. Yeah, that's kind of it. Looks cool. Yeah, uh, she's really good. Uh, I was I was kind of shooting for Arthur Gunn or uh, Johnny West was another person that I really liked. Uh, Sounds like a porn star. Johnny West has both uh, of them. <laughs> Johnny West has uh, some albums out that you can go check out. Arthur Gunn has some things, but it's all in like Nepalese dialect, like it's it's not in uh, English. Uh, but he's really good. He he sings in English during this show. Uh, does a lot, has like a really big like big raspy voice kind of reminds me of the singer from lumineers but like louis armstrong (laughs) no uh but even like but just a bigger voice a lot a lot of soul in it so uh definitely deserved the at least a runner-up on there uh so that was cool and then i watched some movies watched uh ma uh octavia spencer movie Mm -hmm. uh that's real good i highly recommend that that's a, a very cool uh thriller uh that was kind of original take on on things like she's the middle-aged woman who uh wants to invite kids over high school kids over to party at her house kind of looks it feels like she's got like a maybe a stunted maturity level uh to where she's like come over and hang out with me and i'll be i'll be your friend and i'll buy you booze uh but it was real cool i highly recommend the uh the twists in it are pretty good uh watch fantasy island the the remake uh mm-hmm. with uh did my, anybody say the plane uh yes 
at Good. one at one point there was a a the plane and uh and oh i can't even spoil it never mind uh I guess I could. Nobody will even know. There's a character that's like, they're like, well, what's your nickname? And she's like, tattoo. And I was like, ah, that's the tattoo. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, It's like at the very end. So like you'd have to get all the way through before anybody knew what I was even talking about. It was a cool take on Fantasy Island. I thought like what you saw in the trailers is really kind of what it is. Like essentially they've created this Fantasy Island where it makes your fantasies come true. Uh, but kind of in the like monkey's paw kind of way, like you wish that mm. you wish it, and it's not going to be necessarily exactly how that, you wanted in it. In the way that every Blumhouse movie can make it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I just watched uh, Gretel and Hansel, the uh, the most recent um, kind of interpretation of the Hansel and Gretel. Uh, I feel like I remember seeing a poster rhyme. for this. Yeah, uh, probably had some uh, old lady with a string pulling out of her mouth. Um, I won't maybe no maybe not the post no it was just the house actually like the cottage like the pyramid look and little house this movie was entertaining uh with a question mark on the end i was confused by the end of it and not like in the good kind of infused like the end of inception it was like in the kind of way that was like did i fall asleep during part of this movie or did they forget to explain what was going on uh is anybody in it that we know uh i don't think so there may be, hmm. but no, and doesn't really stand out. I don't think so. Is it? Oh yeah, there's the uh, the uh, Sophia Lilius. Uh, she's from It. Oh yeah, that duh yeah. She's uh all right. Tell me this. I I need to know. She got really short hair. I need to know what you think. Does she remind you of Kristen Wiig, like a young Kristen Wiig? I could see that in the face. Yeah. You could. All right. I've asked multiple people, and they've told me I was crazy. So I'll, I'll take your, your pity. I could see it in the face. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't not like the entire appearance because not the Kristen whole face Wiig is very animated, but I mean, just like in the face, I could see what you mean for sure. She's in a, not Kristen Wiig, but this girl uh, is in another movie call or a TV show on Netflix uh, that's called, I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm about halfway heard through good things about that. I'm about halfway through it. I wasn't going to talk about it till I'm finished with it, but she's really good in it. And uh, awesome. It's a, a pretty cool story. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Watch a lot of stuff. A lot of, I like it when you watch things, a lot of TV, any music in your, in your life these days. Yeah. Some new stuff that I'll, I'll mention. Uh, we've got uh, man, man who I've talked about before Man man. their, uh, their new album is out called man, dream man. hunting in the Valley of the in between. Man, man. Uh, it's man, more man. of that kind of samey psychedelic alternative rock that okay. you would come to know and love from man, man. Uh, it does not disappoint. It's a very solid album, but I feel like honestly, even from their very first album, the uh, the Six Demon Bag, all the way up to this one, I've consecutively liked all of them. I still think like the older first two uh, were probably my favorites, but uh, they're they're all really catchy, uh, really good stuff. Um, probably not since those first two though. They, they, those were definitely like front to backers. This these aren't to me. They have some songs that I wouldn't mind skipping around, but. It's good stuff. Uh, singles on them are really solid. Uh, another album that came out, uh, band that I talked about, the Re- uh, the Rex. Uh, their new album is called Infinitely Ordinary. Um, these are the people that sing in that single that I was obsessed with. Uh, I think it was probably like last fall called uh, Freaking Out. 
Um, and I had said that I went back and I listened to most of their other stuff because that was just a single at the time. And I listened to uh, some of the other stuff in the library and like every other song I did not really care for. Uh, but this album uh, is, uh, it, it's done a little bit more justice for me. It's kind of a half and half. Like half of the album is kind of more of that samey feeling that some of their older music has and half of it's like really good just like that single was. So uh, it's a it's a decent recommend as well. Uh, Tenacious D released a, a new song. What? Uh, Tenacious D released a new song called Five Needs. Oh, that that's been out for years. <coughs> no, I mean they just put it on like Spotify and stuff. That's a oh okay. It was a bonus track on uh, Rise of the Phoenix. No, it's out on Spotify now, and they they had it listed on there and stuff. Cool. And I don't know that I had ever heard it or that I'd ever paid attention to it. Rather, gotcha. Um, but I heard it for the first time on there, and it was really cool. Uh, the last thing was uh, Alien Ant Farm's new single slash cover song. What? Uh, Everything she wants is out. I didn't uh, know this. This is a, a cover of a. Uh, I was going to say George Michaels, but it's actually a Wham song. Okay. Uh, and it is a fucking cool cover. Like, a really, really solid. Like, you listen to the Wham song first, uh, you definitely get very whammy vibes. And they <laughs> do everything that they do in that song, but make it very Alien Ant Farm, and it rocks. Cool. It's good shit. That's awesome. But that's uh, those are my highlights for for listenings. What about you? Love it. Uh, recently, we got a new album out from Kalani. Uh, it was good until it wasn't. Uh, I I like the Kalani a lot. Uh, she's got some good like R and B uh, kind of vibes to what she does. Um, and this is a nice like front to back slow jams kind of. Uh, it sounds like she's. It sounds like a, a nice coffee. She's like, yeah, like, it like is like a Kalani, like a Kona, or would you like a Kona blend or a Kalani blend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and she's not bad to look at too. So you know, we're gonna do. She's pretty. Um, but this uh, this album is a nice, like nice, maybe some bedroom tunes for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of music. Uh, I really dug it. Really uh, solid, just R and B kind of vibe to it some rhythm and blues if you will um and oh she's got big boobs does she every picture that i went through it didn't sh- it was just all face shots and i was just like she's got kind of a baby face in a lot of these and then i clicked on this one and i was just like oh my god massive boobs i have i don't even know if i know what those look like i guess massive boobs <laughs> well hers is what i was specifically talking about um and then i revisited i've been uh, messing around with uh the amazon music uh unlimited subscription they gave me like a free uh trial and i was like i'll pop on there i didn't realize i bought uh an album a while back and you can't get it anywhere um which is i've gone down this rabbit hole of like albums that you can't buy digitally which is driving me nuts mm-hmm. Um, one of them is the Madden brothers. So like Benji and Joel Madden from good Charlotte mm-hmm. came out with an album called greetings from California. Uh, probably like five, six, seven years back. I don't remember. Um, and I bought it then on Amazon. So it shows up in my library. You can't get this album anywhere. Uh, yeah. and you can't Spotify it. You can't, uh, I mean, YouTube's obviously got videos and whatnot, but, uh, I, so I wanted to, uh, pump up an album that you can't get anywhere. I don't know why I would do this to anybody, but, if you can find it, go find Greetings from California from the Madden Brothers. It's a really good uh, 
it's you know good charlotte's obviously like a pop punk and the madden brothers um album is just kind of like pop it reminds me of like nowadays whatever you would kind of categorize like a charlie pooth or um or somebody along those lines where it's a lot of like guitar and music and stuff but it's very much still like pop like radio friendly music um Mm -hmm. so I like it. It's good. Um, it's it's something to dig up if you do own it and go, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about that. It's good. Um, it's there. And then I have a... There's a... So I need somebody on the dark web to find me something again. Um, I need an album. So speaking of albums that you can't buy digitally, I The Trail of Dead or And You Will Know Us by The Trail of Dead released an album like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago called the lost songs the lost songs and uh you can't get it anywhere you can't you can't i think spotify has like one song off of it available um and there that's the most that anybody can grab of it and it's like the one trail of dead album that i don't have and i i slept on buying it like i I didn't get it as fast as i should have and if i would have gotten it when i could have it would be in my library so if you if you know the dark web, I need uh, the lost songs by Trail of Dead. Also, did you like uh, did you like their new album? Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I okay. saw that it was out, but I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my music's. I don't have any books or comics because I suck. You haven't read anything? No. Oh my god! Why would I read things <laughs> when I could get videos to show me it? <laughs> um oh i'm not i'm not uh, i'm not much better i've been i've been reading some like uh not instructions and not self-help just kind of like guidebooks oh. to kind of get me with what i did read i've been reading books but with betty i've got five <laughs> little monkeys um You're five little monkeys it's a board book no i'm serious it's a board book but it's really cool because it's got a finger puppet so it's like one of these where you're just like bloop and your finger's the monkey uh-huh so then you turn the page and it's like five little monkeys and you can move your finger to it it's pretty dope um uh it's a recommend i've been i've been reading some things to like help you kind of develop good habits and and uh Me? for writing not you specifically uh like uh just for writing and using different applications that i use like evernote and whatnot uh but i have been reading uh the dc comics weekly so um once they got everything kind of figured out with this backstreet boys tour um they started putting out uh, uh dc started putting out comics weekly they said well we're gonna put out some some uh daily every day of the week we're going to put out a, a comic book on comiXology so um they're like 99 cents or like 86 cents or whatever if you've got the unlimited uh, subscription because you get that discount um and they put out a story these are all uh, i think the second round stories of the the five dollar books the walmart books uh these are the original version the original stories that were in those um after the first set of them so Every day of the week, you can get a an issue of Batman, an issue of Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Swamp Thing, and um, and then the DC Superhero Girls. And so those are your your seven days of the week on there. I I picked them all up, even the DC Superhero Girls one uh, first round. I was like, I'll give them all a shot. I'll see what's up with them. Uh, I immediately dropped the DC Superhero Girls one because it's just not. It's, I'm not the audience. Uh, you can't blame them for it. There's nothing wrong with it. I uh, picked up the second round of them all. And then I realized that 
a, a, a weird realization that I think I knew about myself. I don't really like superhero comics. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. After I got through reading... I mean, I can, I can see it. I mean, there's so many other stories out there yeah. that are just so much better in comic book format than, than the superhero story. Yeah, I was like... I don't like, and that's not to say that there's not good ones out there. Like there are awesome Batman stories, but most of them aren't really superhero stories. Like they're about whatever's going on around that. It's, it's, you know, things like the dark Knight returns. Isn't really a narrative about a, a superhero. It's a narrative about this world that we live in now with the mutants and, and how we have to combat that. And it's more political than anything, I guess. Um, so yeah, I realized that I was like, I don't really like these because out of all seven of those, my favorite thing was Swamp Thing, and I was like, why do I like Swamp Thing better? Hmm, it's because he's not a superhero; he's just a guy who is helping people, like, and telling people to get out of my swamp. Uh, so get out of my swamp, I'm Swamp Thing. I didn't go to issue three on any of those, uh, unfortunately. But if you do like superhero books, I highly recommend. Uh, it's it's cool; they're like seventeen page comics. 99 cents or whatever if you get it cheaper um and you can get something every day so if you like to read something every day it's a nice little it's like a daily digest for comic books and i hope they keep this up even when they run out of material they've already sold us and they're just repackaging um it would be cool to to see this daily thing and i think it is potentially something they've talked about as like the dc comics was kind of floundering they were i think this was an option they had going into things even without the Backstreet Boys tour that they were just going to try to work on um, to try to figure out how they could potentially raise profits uh, for the comics industry, for their comics industry specifically, without taking away from the brick and mortar. So they would release these digital firsts um, and then they would repackage them as uh, floppies that they could sell. Um, I feel like we even maybe even talked about this already. So. It's active. You mentioned floppies before. They are. They're doing it, uh, and I like that. I I may go back and and circle back around and get the Batman and the Swamp thing. I just can't stay away from Batman. But Flash doesn't do anything for me. Aquaman doesn't do anything. Superman definitely doesn't. Uh, it's because they're boring. They're boring. Wonder Woman. Batman's the only interesting one out of the bunch. Batwoman. Batman. I mean Batman and Swamp Thing. So maybe I'll. Maybe I will. Maybe I change my mind. I'll go back and I'll I'll read some more of these DC first. You gotta support things you like. Because otherwise they'll go away. So support us. The, uh, send us your money. We're if you like this show, send us money. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/ifnzpodcast. Hey, you can. I'm pretty sure you can just send us money like without even setting up that. You can just send us money uh, through SoundCloud even. Just, or you, Facebook. Yeah, you can donate to us on SoundCloud. Yeah, uh, it'll. Drop into my overseas account. Yeah, just uh, anything, any you know, a hundred dollars is fine. Two hundred, you know, whatever, whatever you can afford. Mm -hmm. Hundreds <laughs> is the lowest bar. <laughs> uh, you got any palms for the week? Anything you're interested in? Uh, I'm interested in finishing up Final Fantasy, so I'm going to do cool. that for sure. Uh, I'm going to pick back up and mess around some more with uh, Gato Roboto. You gonna do the mess around? Uh -huh, a little bit of mess around, and uh, we are rapidly approaching the first uh, expansion of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, um, because that'll be coming out this uh, this next month, so we're just like a couple weeks away from that. So I don't know if I'll 
if it'll be out before the show that we'll record next for sure or not. But uh, if so, then I'll, I'll probably be talking about it. But it makes me want to go back into it to uh, to kind of at least re-explore the areas and maybe do some like the raids and stuff like that just to, just to re-familiarize myself with everything going yeah. on in the game. That makes sense. I need, you? I need to come back on that. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is now Ooh. on Netflix. Velocipaster. I want to watch it too because I still haven't, and I, and I oh, just yeah. remembered it. <laughs> Velocipaster. That's definitely that's a one for the both of us. Um, Avatar: The Last Bender, Last Airbender, is now on Netflix. I still have never seen it, and uh, I think I would like to go check it out. The animated series, not the not yeah. the M Night Shyamalan movie. Um, so I think I might I might kind of dip my toe in that, and then um, HBO Max comes out in like by the time this is out, I think we've got HBO Max. Uh, it'll be just a couple yeah it'll be out by then for sure yeah it's the 27th yep so super excited for that and uh we'll have all the all the bits about that probably on uh, one of the upcoming shows the next time you will hear from us will be a live show it'll be episode 95 what? uh so come join us for that uh That'll be fun. We'll be doing that on the Facebook Lives. Uh, it'll be a uh, totally 80s theme episode part two. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. If you enjoyed uh, 80s themed episode uh, part one, this will be the second part of it. Great. I like it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, too. And I I feel New Zealand. Oh, cool.
This has been an IFNZ production.